0: in three two i feel like freddie in three two you're listening to a show on the planet film podcast feed hey and welcome back as always my name is sean monk
1: and i'm tj cornwall
0: this is the planet council podcast Alright everybody, so welcome back to the Planet Council Podcast. Um, so this week we got some, uh, uh, quite a few news topics to actually cover this week. It's been pretty light on Star Wars news the past couple weeks, but uh, we have some stuff to talk about. How have you been doing uh, this week? Uh, got, a, got a lot of stuff, a lot of, um, what do you want to call it, pans on the stove with, for the uh, move? <laughs>
1: pans on the stove.
0: What's the expression?
1: I don't know. A lot of got things. Got a packed.
0: lot of <laughs> No, um, like something with burners or something. I don't
1: know. I don't know. Uh yeah, I got mostly everything packed on um minus the stuff that I know I'm going to be using in like the next, you know, few days. Mm-hmm. Um we're we're moving out next Saturday, so the 1st. Uh so I still obviously have my computer and then I have my PS4 and that's about it. And my TV um mm-hmm. but i've taken all my like i've taken my calendar down that's usually over there packed all my shoes up packed most of my clothes up um except for stuff i need for work um but yeah uh i mean we'll get into it i mean i'll talk about it on planet film podcast but i did be last was two last night so i'm gonna give a little mini review for that one so if you by chance haven't played it yet it's gonna be a not well. It's gonna be a non-spoiler because I know you mm-hmm. are still working your way through the first one very slowly. I think are
0: you are you even close to like how many? No, I'm not. Cl- <laughs> I probably right now I'm probably about three or four hours through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some more videos edited for it to go up on the channel, um, yeah. but I think I have a few. Uh, I'm gonna pump out some more. Um, what's what's it called I was just playing it last night it just slipped out of my head uh I'm going to try I'm going to knock out uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider and Superhot first um mm-hmm. and then I'll go back into full gear on Last of Us
1: yeah um, I'm going to try to
0: I I just bought it last
1: night yeah I was on with you and Brandon I'm going to try to work myself through all the Halo campaigns hopefully cuz I have only played the only campaigns I've played are uh ODST and Reach so I got to play mm-hmm. the first one second one third one and oh no i'm i'm sorry not reach four i played halo four uh reach i played like a little bit of but i never finished it um Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna play one two three reach and five um before this next one comes out which i'm assuming is end of the year um but the campaigns are like usually relatively short like i mean they're probably like call of duty length like i feel like the call of duty campaigns aren't usually that that long either um but uh yeah that's about it for me. I'm just excited to kind of get out of here. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like um, like we were saying, he does have the move coming up. So right now, we were just talking before we started recording. Um, we're not sure what form uh, just this show is going to take next week. Um, so that is the going to be the show going up on uh, August 1st, which is the day that they move in um he'll be he'll be packing and moving and and um setting stuff up all day that day um i i don't know i reached out to one of my other um friends to see if he wants to fill in for a co-host spot um or we might just take a week off of the show um or maybe i'll just throw something together myself just if there's big star wars news or something i'll just run through it yeah and then he'll be back um for the Planet Film on the 4th. So if there's anything really big, we we can definitely get TJ's opinion on that, uh, on the Planet Film show. He just won't be available for this show next week. Um, But like I said, we're going to... It might be a week off, but uh, I'm going to try my darndest to get something thrown together for you guys. Um, But with that, yeah, I think we're just about ready to head in. I really didn't have much in the way of uh, Star Wars this week. Uh, I I did actually... um, I will... Give a little self-plug self-shout out. Um, you probably already know if you're watching this. Yes, go. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: did you want to say about or did you already say it last week about how you're gonna go see Empire and that it was gone?
0: Yeah, we talked about that last
1: week.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very disappointing. Um, that that wound is still fresh. Yeah, um, speaking of that though, I did have a little um self-injury last night, so I cooked a steak and uh for, oh, my, yeah. for my birthday. My mom got me, uh, because I am like big into the into cooking and stuff as well as film. And I like right around my birthday, we talked about it on the planet film. I got super deep into the movie Chef. I watched it like five times in one week. Um, so she, for my birthday, she brought me a set of chef knives, and I've had no right. incidents until last yeah. night. I I went balls to the wall and I cooked like this big steak for myself. It went great. Uh, the steak was great. And then when I went to wash the knife after the meal, I rubbed it through the paper towel to dry it off, uh, blade side in, uh, and just cut right through my fingers. So that was, that was nice. Just, a,
1: yeah. It was like a, nice a cloth, right? Yeah, so I should have. Yeah. And <laughs>
0: we had one there. It's just, I, I just did it and I did it so yeah. quick too. It was one of those where it was like, did that just,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yep. Yep. It did. It was one of those, um, it was one of those bad ones. Should yeah, we
1: what our plan is for like reviews after because obviously this is the last episode we're doing Mandalorian these Yeah, last- yeah. <laughs> um
0: yeah, so we're definitely um it's still kind of in flux. We're not sure if we're gonna keep up the every other week for reviews or maybe we'll do like now just a couple reviews in a row. Um because really the, the main reason I should say uh back when we were first conceptualizing this show was we were gonna just bang out the first eight episodes where we were just gonna review one Mandalorian episode a week. Um, and as you can tell, this being episode six, we wouldn't even be uh, to episode, we would just now be reviewing episode yeah. six. Um, whereas now with the doubling up every other week, we were able to bring you guys you know, some of our other stuff where we did the deep dive into the Bad Batch, as well as reviewing the Skywalker legacy. Um, so basically the films are coming, is the headline from this. Uh, We haven't decided yet uh, if we're going to go release or chronological. Um, Which way do you lean on that?
1: Probably, I think we should probably just do it chronologically.
0: That's what I would say. Okay, so I think we just agreed on uh, chronologically. Um, So it's probably going to be chronologically. Uh, Either way, that saves um, Rise of Skywalker for the end, uh, whenever we get around to that. Yay. (laughs) um (laughs) actually maybe also be also because we already reviewed attack of the clones that was one of our first reviews we're going to skip that one but i think what we might do instead is um i think we'll just slot in its place we'll let's review the clone wars movie in in its place oh right you know what i mean we haven't reviewed that so let's just slot that that in yeah (laughs) yeah so if you want so when we get around to it the attack of the clones one is in another playlist, um, on the YouTube channel, it's still in the same podcast feed. It's, it's one of our very first episodes. Um, actually I think it's the first episode think the where first. we were under the planet film name yeah. because originally we had a different name. Um, but yeah, so that will be coming. We're going to be doing all the movie, uh, reviews for you guys, but we are still going to be doing these, uh, the cool kind of, you know, the bad batch deep dives. Um, maybe some other topics. Uh, we, we are still working on kind of the uh, ranked episodes list. It, it's kind of hard, like just to be completely honest with anybody listening, like it's kind of hard to uh, come up with your own thing when there's already so many ranking podcasts and stuff. Like I'm trying not to step on the toes of like star Wars ranked with Ken Napstock mm-hmm. and the top 10 show with, you know, John Roke and Matt Nost. Um, So we're try- kind of trying to find our own groove, our own little uh, way of doing it um but we've already got it, it, we're just it's really more like the logistics of it that we're trying to work out because we've already had um a, a couple close ones where we were ready to go with some really good ideas one was definitely uh we were going to do supporting characters uh in empire ranked um so just just strictly supporting characters in empire strikes back ranked um which i think would be a really cool one we're thinking of like um top 10 like music soundtracks, like specifically from one movie or something like mm-hmm. that to kind of keep it diverse for you guys. Um, so, yeah. So like you said, this is going to be our last week reviewing Mandalorian, obviously until next season comes out. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else to add or anything else you wanted to talk about the future of the show? No, That's about All it right. for me. Cool. Yeah. And, and we're gonna, we're gonna still, you know, obviously talk to each other off, uh, off the uh, show here and just, keep working on ideas and stuff to, to bring new stuff to the show. Um, but with that, uh, speaking of the show, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, and this week we have some pretty cool news. Like I said, at the top, um, hasn't really been too much star Wars news lately. Last week, um, we really talked more about like the rumors of Hayden coming back and, uh, like some interview pieces that Alden Ehrenreich was talking about. um, But this week we have some uh, concrete stuff, some actual reporting saying they are hearing from actual sources at Lucasfilm that this stuff is happening, which is really, really great. Um, First off, let's go with the official, official news, which is straight from Disney. Um, Obviously, we talked it to death on the Planet Film Show, Uh, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, its impact in the U.S., um, theater going and movie release schedules, we're going to be, I, I I can't even imagine, also another little tidbit, we might be having our first um, guest, so it might be a three-way show for um, Planet Film this week, and there's going to be a ton of news, so that might be a, a record-setting long episode um, <laughs> that we will be talking about everything that happened with all the theater delays. But on this show, we're going to talk about the specific one pertaining to this, which is very preemptively, but I think probably rightfully so. um, Disney delayed in one big press memo, uh, a whole gamut of their films, um, including all of the avatar movies and all of the planned star Wars films, delaying all of those movies for both those franchises by a full year each. Um, So previously, they had dated on the calendar um, 2022 movie, 2024, and 2026. Um, but all three of those Star Wars films have been delayed one year, respectively, to 2023, 2025, and 2027. Um, now, clearly, there's no celebration this year. are mm-hmm. not having a presence at Comic-Con. Um, we're, we don't have much info on these. Um, we, d- we did get... Uh, I guess we'll lump this into... Um, cause I didn't, I didn't want to make it its whole thing just cause it was like really kind of a one-off line in an interview, but Tyka did reaffirm, uh, he is currently right now. He just finished, um, or maybe not just, but maybe a couple weeks ago, he said he, he uh, wrapped up the Thor love and thunder script is done and he has moved on to working on his star Wars script. So he said, um, I, I don't know who he had the interview with, which outlet, but, um, he had, there was a big Tyka interview this week where he, divulged all that info um and he said right now he is actively writing his star wars film mm-hmm. um now what do you think about this whole news what do you think about the delays um and do you think one of these movies what do you think these dates are do you think this is taika's movie uh ryan the start of ryan johnson's movies kind of a mixture what do you think um i think it's just a mixture
1: honestly well on this article here it says that it uh, where is it the movies? That, well, it says these movies are not a new trilogy. So I'm assuming that's saying that it's like, Oh, these are just the dates that were originally planned, but we're just pushing them back. Um, mm-hmm. am I, yeah, correct? I think what,
0: it, I think what it means by that is like, cause friend of the show, uh, Grace Randolph said, no, not, not friend of the show. <laughs> um, no, known to the, the host of the show, Grace Randolph. Um, she, in a tweet, she called the, she said episode 10 delayed. And everyone was like, no. <laughs> so like literally that like uh what's it called? what's his name? Um El Mayembe, uh and Gonzalez, he he's always on her. Yeah, he, like anytime oh, really? he's yeah, he's always like there to correct her. And he was like, No, that's not what this film not is. It. Yeah, um, so they're not turning around and doing episode 10 already. So uh
1: no, I think it's a mixture because I just uh mm-hmm. I mean Ryan Johnson's trilogy is I feel like it's still in the air. I feel like he's said that it's still like a thing. But I feel like like it does Destiny, you know, like, eh, we'll see. Yeah, it seems uh, to
0: be a one-sided um, reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, he's like, no, I'm still happy. I
1: think it'll be like a trilogy, but they'll alternate it. So it'll be like, well, I guess they, well, they, wait, they, so that they, it's not a new trilogy then. Like not, obviously nothing to do with the Skywalker saga.
0: We're just going to move that no, yeah. into a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where you're talking about where they said it's not a new trilogy. I think that's what they meant. Like it like don't ex- like this is not your episode 10, 11 and 12. No
1: yeah yeah yeah. Um like I think maybe it'll be they would so they would alternate so like in the middle year it would be Taika's movie like saying he's doing a one-off and then Ryan oh. Johnson could be in
0: between. Also I just remembered too um remember uh kevin feige's doing a marvel movie i completely oh forgot God, about I forgot that about i that. Completely <laughs> forgot about that um now obviously we don't know if taika's movie is mm-hmm. feige's movie you know i you know like
1: his is like far away because yeah that's the kind he's of just still doing mcu stuff and you know
0: yeah man people have people have been uh maybe that's what we'll talk about in in shooting the shit but uh this week um Which is kind of our discussion segment of the main show. Uh, People have been talking about, you know, Feige retiring from Marvel and like moving over to Star Wars. I don't know about that, Um, but maybe we'll talk about that on the main show. But that I I just don't know because it's like, but but I do. I I know what you mean. I kind of get the drift from the Feige from the Feige news that that it's kind of on the back burner. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I mean like, oh, he'll do it when he gets to it. Like,
0: but then again, (laughs) you're talking this third date is now 2027, yeah. So maybe that is back burner. That's more than back
1: burner. We're gonna uh, start right now. I'm like, oh my god, 2027 That's so far away, and uh, we're gonna be there before you know it. I mean, unless this whole thing keeps up, and then we're just gonna it's gonna be a long drag. But
0: (laughs) the thing is, like, I go back and forth with that because it's like, okay, you think 2013. Right, seven years ago, because you're talking seven years in the future. You're like, okay, so that's about as much time has passed since, uh, like, uh, Iron Man 3 and Thor the Dark World came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then you remember, Rise or uh, Force Awakens came out in 2015. We have gotten every single Disney property of Star Wars in the past five years, every single thing that Disney has produced in the past five years. Um, now this is seven years. Like, imagine what can change between now and then. That I, I just—it's crazy to me. Um,
1: but uh, feels unknown. no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what? What was your original question?
0: <laughs> just what do you? What do you think these movies are going to be? And how do you? What do you? Uh, what's oh, I can Um. What? Um. Uh, my brain today. Uh, what do you think about the actual delay themselves do you think the one year delay is good um because they're they're still the december dates they're just pushed one year mm-hmm. or do you or would you've rather seen like move back into may or something or or even a further delay um no i
1: think i mean i don't like i just don't really know cuz i feel like the um the year back i cuz I mean, as long as they're like developed on time and you know, they can still, they can basically you can push it back like whenever you want. Uh, I think they wanted to give themselves like a spot where it's like, okay, well, depending on how long this goes on uh, and how this affects production and everything, um, we can keep like moving it back. But I feel like they just want to leave you like a, they want to give themselves like a shimmer of hope. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh, maybe this will all be gone by next January. Like, this coming January. And I'll be like, well, we'll, we'll be fine, you know? Um, but, you know, if it goes on into like, next August, I that's a scary thing to think about, next year, August. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, how does that affect, you know, where are we in the production schedule? Um, yeah. And that, obviously, would affect the following movies. But I feel like it's just... it. it that you want to give yourself like an idea of like oh we'll be fine you know but then it's also like that idea in the back of your head it's like well what if you know if we're not um yeah i i don't know i i i'm just glad i'm glad they didn't go oh it's not going to be until 2030 or something like like they or or they could have just said indefinite i mean didn't really need like a I feel like maybe you didn't really need a date. I mean, who knows? I don't know how far their their planning is in ahead. I assume it's you know, it's got to be at least this amount of years that they know like what they're doing, almost not to a t, but yeah. a, an idea.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely, uh, and that is definitely you know, once we actually find out more concrete information about these movies, which might not be for years at this point until mm-hmm. we find out anything. Um I mean if you're talking the first movie of these three dates is 2023 that means that they could conceivably just stay completely silent on it until celebration 2022. Yeah. <laughs> like you could hear nothing about it. um but it's it's going to be it's it's crazy nonetheless you know all this covid stuff getting everything delayed um but now let's go ahead and get into our next segment here. It's what the episode is called. Uh, this week's episode we're calling, uh, you know, the future of Star Wars on TV seemingly or is TV because mm-hmm. uh, I guess Disney Plus isn't technically on TV, more streaming service. Um, but uh, the first news up here, which we will talk about a slight caveat that it now has, um, but the first news up here is, um, is that uh, Darth Maul will reportedly show up in multiple Star Wars shows for Disney+. Plus? Um, so this is coming off of last week's news um, that Hayden would be returning for uh, the Kenobi series in flashback form. Uh, maybe now you get uh, Darth Maul returning in flashback form. Maybe you have a Clone Wars flashback where it's, Obi-Wan and Anakin facing off Mm -hmm. against Darth Maul. (laughs) It's like just saying it. It's like how I can't even think that that would be real. I remember last week, last week I said uh, like, Oh God, wouldn't I, I would love to have like a clone Wars flashback with de-aging. And then we got a report after that episode that was like, no, that probably sounds like that's what they're going to be doing. Like (laughs) part of it is going to be clone Wars live action flashbacks. Um, and now, if you're hearing that Darth Maul will return for multiple Star Wars shows, the main thing out of that is that the report is um, another thing that TJ and I discussed last week. Um, we did a we did a pretty in depth um, discussion on what we want to see for the future of Solo, and more importantly, the characters within Solo, a Star Wars mm-hmm. movie, um, because there's that movie kind of ends uh, in a couple different directions. Uh, and one of the ones that we talked about heavily that I said, I really wanted TJ also agreed was, um, was a, to continue the Darth Maul and Kira storyline. Um, again, that's something that again, just one week ago on that show, we thought was just like just daydreaming, you know, with yeah. thinking. And now here we are one week later, s- seemingly saying, yeah, there's going to be a Crimson Dawn Disney plus series eventually at some point mm-hmm. with Darth Maul as the lead. um, now, we should talk about the caveat here, which is that last night, um, there was, there's been no official word on it from Ray Park, or it, it's... You I'm gotta to say yet. something. I I'm mean, you trying. have to. I know, I know. <laughs> no, been no, no, I, no, not you. I bet, like, him. No, like, he's I know. Got yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you got it. Um, but there's been no official word yet by Ray Park, yeah. or his, like, agents, or anything like that, or manager. Um, but last night on his Instagram account, there was a... Um, indecent photograph of perhaps himself, uh, posted. I think it uh, was a video
1: because I think in the screenshot that was being posted all over Twitter, there was a volume thing in the bottom right of the, the picture, which would wow. indicate that it's a video on Instagram. But I'm just, I,
0: I oh, okay, know. I didn't I catch know. that. I don't it might have been a video. Either way, it's been taken down. Um, yeah. but there is no word yet whether he was hacked or what. Now, obviously. This would maybe be something that uh, maybe hinders Disney from yeah. uh, wanting Ray Park to reprise the role. Um, um, sorry, real
1: quick. It was a yeah. video. I'm looking it at it. It was it's a video? a, a oh, screenshot okay. right now. Uh, it's, yeah, it's got like a timer in the top right and then a volume thing in the bottom right Okay. Right. Just, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, <laughs> we don't really know much on that front, um, but it is mm-hmm. something – fortunately has to be considered when talking about this news because you're talking about the, the actor who is the, who is this character that would be Mm -hmm. in all appearances. Um, So what do you think? I mean, do you think, so let's just talk, let's just talk first. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's say worst case scenario. And this is something that was like, Ray Park is just kind of like out there posted this intentionally Mm -hmm. and he's fired. Let's just talk. Let's just talk that. Okay. Yeah. Do you see them? Obviously he's not going to look the same, but it's going to be a recast no matter what. Yeah. You see them putting Sam Witwer in the makeup. Yes. Okay. That is where I, well, that is where I stand on it as well. Um, For those who, for those who don't know, we should just give context. For those who maybe are watching a Star Wars weekly show that hasn't seen Clone Wars or Star Wars, um, (laughs) just uh, the so back in the day, Episode One, Phantom Menace, uh, Ray Park was the physical actor for Darth Maul, similar to like Darth Vader and James Earl Jones, David Prowse. the English actor, uh, I always butcher his last name, from Shaun of the Dead, Guardians, um, Peter Serafinowicz. Peter Serafenowitz, something like that. Um, he was the voice of Darth Maul in that film. Uh, then he, for some reason or something, he didn't want to come back for the TV show um, to play Ma- Maul's voice again on Clone Wars. Um, so they recast him with uh, Sam Witwer. Uh, who is, you know, a prolific uh, character mm-hmm. actor and prolific voice actor. Um, he had played the uh, the son in the Mortis arc on Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, so he, he's had work there before. I believe he um, played various voices in Avatar The Last Airbender, which is probably where he and Dave Filoni met. Um, so Sam Witwer has been the voice of Maul, uh, for pretty much almost the last fifteen or sixteen years, yeah. um, and then and then when it came time for Solo, a Star Wars story for Maul to be live action again, once again the combo was Ray Park as the physical body, and then Sam Witwer was the voice in Solo. Um, so the first on first uh, on screen live action appearance, Sam Witwer voicing the character. Um, so that's what we're talking about here: is that if Ray Park um, is fired from the role of being the physical performance of Mo Do we think they would make Sam Witwer up? Or do we think that they would maybe go with just a different, um, body like actor for I don't it, know why you wouldn't.
1: I mean, as long as he can do all the, uh, like if he's fighting and stuff like that, you know, um, as long as he can do all that kind of, you know, work, it's, I it's don't just, see why you wouldn't.
0: It's just to me, like, and we'll get back to talking about like the actual, ramifications of of Maul being having all these appearances and stuff. But just to talk about this for a second, it's just very like disappointing because it's like, not only was it cool for Sam Witwer to be able to voice him for the first time in solo, but then the reverse happened for clone Wars season seven, where Ray Park for the first time came in and did the motion capture for Maul in season seven. So when you see Maul physically walking that's I mean obviously they animated on top of it but his walking and his movement in season seven wasn't even animated it was Ray Park doing all the movement of Maul for for even the walking as well as of course the fight choreography um and, and that's something that you know once again this is so early this literally just happened last night on in his Instagram account so we have no news on it whatsoever. Um But just talking worst case scenario, it's like it just really sucks because for years, Ray Park has been like a really big um, part of the Star Wars family. He always has one of the biggest and, and, you know, fan favorite panels at Celebration Mm -hmm. where he always gets all the kids up on stage and they like he like teaches them how to do lightsaber tricks and stuff like he's a very big pillar of the Star Wars fan community and the Lucasfilm family. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that, but but Maybe that, not anymore. Just that, well, no, I mean that's the thing that sucks is like we don't know, like we yeah. really don't know. Like you would hope it's a hack, but nobody knows. I'm just surprised they haven't. Like I really am, like surprised nobody's come out and been like, "Hey, like he
1: was hacked." Mm-hmm. I mean, if they say these, he's hacked. I don't think anybody's gonna believe that. Like I honestly mm-hmm. just think that either that or they'll say, "Oh, he uploaded it acc- accidentally." Which, no offense, but I don't really get how you like catch that. In my opinion, but yeah.
0: like I just don't know the story behind of like why would he post it. I don't know. Like I don't understand why. But, yeah. Like, I don't get it. Um. But uh, yeah. Um. So that, <laughs> that aspect of it aside, um, let's just talk the actual ramifications of Darth Maul coming back in live action. Um. So. Obviously, we've talked last week about the Crimson Dawn series. we were both pretty much on board with that. So let's talk about some of the other places he might appear. Mm-hmm. Um, so right off the bat, um, you kind of expect Mandalorian's kind of ruled out because at that point, the character's been dead for 10 years. Uh, I, I, I really think the place that, that he lives here is flashback sequences in Kenobi. Kenobi. And... Uh, maybe also Cassian Andor. Is it think- possible for him to be, well, this is our next story,
1: but I'll just like allude to it. Is it, it possible for him to be in the Lando series?
0: Uh,
1: I'm like thinking, I'm yeah, like.
0: Yeah, let's just head right into that story. Um, so the other big uh, thing coming out this week that is also coming from um, reliable sources here is that uh, Donald Glover, is expected to return uh, as Lando uh, also referred to as multiple Disney plus appearances um, as well as his own show. So it would be a Lando show on Disney plus with Donald Glover as Lando. But the additional wrinkle to this is um, Billy D. Williams is also rumored to not be done with the character. Because if you remember back, I don't know if you've seen the interviews and stuff, almost in every interview that he had for rise of Skywalker, when they would be like, so was this the end of Lando? He would almost say in all of them, well, he, like there was the one where he said, I hesitate to say concludes. And and like <laughs> he basically said that in every single interview. Um, so I'm going to throw this to you. We can talk about, yes, uh, would Maul appear, but just moving on to the Lando topic here. What do you think about a show call? And I think, you have to call it the, the Calrissian Chronicles. You got to call it. <laughs> that. that's, what, that's what he says in Solo. He's like the yeah. Calrissian Chronicles uh, episode five. Like um, That's literally what he said. You got to call it. I don't know how you make this mm-hmm. show without it being called that. Um, but what do you think about this show being dual time, dual, dual time period set? Some of it set with uh, Donald Glover. Uh, some of it set with Billy D. Williams. Because oh. that, that's what we are speculating now, is that this show oh. is gonna be about Lando, but it's going to be him at two different times of his life. Like so, simultaneously.
1: For Billy D. Williams, it would just be after episode six. Like No, I think it would be
0: after episode nine.
1: Oh, oh, oh right. Okay.
0: Yeah, like the whole Janet. I don't know like, if I'd want to make well,
1: that let's find game. out. I don't know if I want to. Ma- I feel like you should just make it two separate. You, you're talking
0: about the same series, correct? This would happen. Yeah, and it would be that it would be like the same thing where it's like, you know, you've seen you've seen it before in shows where it's like, like the younger version is dealing with something, mm-hmm. and that like, uh, um. Wow, my brain today is really bad. The show, like, I have watched the show my whole life, and I've met the star, Stephen Amell, Arrow. Jesus Christ, in Arrow, um. They they for the first five seasons of Arrow, the entire show was split in two, with with half of the show taking place in present time and half of the show taking place five years in the past. Um, and it, it worked well on that show where it's basically there's two separate storylines going on where it's and, and they both kind of link together. You know what I mean? And and then mm-hmm. there's something where like the current time. Uh, always, eventually, has something that it pulls from the past time, like that. It that makes the story complete and come together and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you what do you think about something like that with that? Or do you? I know you kind of already started saying that, but yeah. uh, you're thinking more. You want that in two separate series? I think want
1: two separate series because I just don't think depending on how long they are, I don't know if I could do like, uh, like, because you'd have to split them up between the, in the same season. Like you couldn't do like a season of Donald Glover, I feel like, and then a season of Billy D. Williams. I feel like it have to be in the same season.
0: No, I'm yeah. What I'm saying is in the same episode. Like it would just cut oh, back. Oh,
1: and- but
0: how? That's but would it be? More,
1: would it be? Would it be more Donald Glover's thing?
0: Do you think, or are you yeah. saying like equally split up in the episode, or like there's like a small no, part? No, I would of it definitely it was- say it would be primarily a Donald Glover thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I think it would kind of be the reverse of Arrow because Arrow like would be the flashbacks. Like the mm-hmm. present time was like three-fourths of the episode. The flashbacks would be like a quarter of the episode. I think it would be like three quarters of the episode or like two-thirds of the episode, Donald Glover, and then and then like a, a a short bit of it being Billy D. Williams. Um but yeah, I just think that would be awesome. Or like you say, maybe um maybe you have a Calrissian Chronicles show that's just Donald Glover's Lando um, and then maybe you have a Janna series and that's where Billy Dee Williams comes back as the mm-hmm. character so you don't have two Lando shows but you have a, a Janna series um, where it's her and Lando teaming Remind up Remind me who them. that is again? <laughs> uh, exactly uh, exactly. No, no uh, She's uh, Naomi Ackie's character um, the female stormtrooper from episode 9 Okay, that's what I thought because I was gonna bring it up when because
1: you know at the end, it's like where are you from? I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's find out. Well, let's and find just... out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um because um, I think that show is I think yeah. that would be a good separate show where you could kind of have, you know, the cal I'm just gonna keep calling it the Cal Chronicles. It's I'm referring to that as the Donald Glover version. Um, so you would have the Cal Chronicles just being that, just being Lando yeah. and if you said it even before, I would actually want to see this show set before Solo because I don't want to see him uh, like, uh, but then again, if you said it before Solo, you're paying for the Millennium Falcon set in every episode. So, I, now, I don't is know. Is this
1: something you, you're like, obviously, you'd be ex- little ex- pretty excited for because it it's like a Star Wars show and everything, but is this something you'd like, you'd be like, oh, I have to see this? Or is this something you'd be like, I can get this like whenever because, you know, as you've stated before, your least favorite part of solo was Donald Glover as Lando.
0: Yeah, no, that that's, yeah, <laughs> I, was going, I was going to get to that eventually. Um, that he, just last week, even you can go yep. back. I, I, think I went on like a five minute tear just saying about how he, I just, to me, to me, he, it was more, I think I'm more excited for this show because maybe it. just in my opinion, maybe it'll give him a chance to kind of calm down and settle into his own as the character. Cause my biggest critique of it. Um, for those who don't know, is what he's talking about is I, for for me, the weakest part of solo star Wars story was Donald Glover's Lando. Um, I I really just felt like he was just doing like a Billy D. Williams impression for two hours. Um, so to address your specific question, no, I I don't need to see the show right away. I think, I think to me, I'm like you said, I'm, I'm overly excited because it's just new Star Wars and I'll take new Star Wars, whatever form especially Disney plus new star Wars, because it's been pretty much aces, uh, so far. Um, but I'm also cautiously optimistic about the show. Once we maybe find out, you know, who some of the creatives are behind it. Um, if maybe Filoni's involved or, or even if not, you know what I mean? If it's, if it's somebody like, honestly, um, not just because of this, but like, woohoo like promoting, um, Creators of color and African American like creators at Lucasfilm. um, I would like to see Rick Famayua in the same vein that Deborah Chow (laughs) helming the entire uh, Kenobi. I would love to see Rick Famayua do this because he nailed, uh, for those who don't know, he directed probably going to get this wrong episode two, no, episode two and episode six. Six. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So the. Of the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, so like that episode with the Jawas and the Mudhorn and then the prisoners episode, he directed those two. Um, his action is fantastic, he's great with the actors, and he does do comedy well with the Jawas and stuff. Uh yeah. and, and with Bill Burr, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's fantastic in that. Um, and he did a great job. And I think he I think based on that, he deserves his own Disney Plus show, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think uh, like I said, I mean it's not obviously a requirement, but I mean obviously it would be a complete plus having both um, because that's something that Disney has been criticized for is, is they have a lot of representation of African-Americans and like other people of color in front of the camera, but not so much behind the camera as, as much as I think Mm -hmm. they would like to. So that'd be a really good opportunity to, to really let him shine and helm his own show Mm -hmm. Um, working with Donald Glover, who obviously is a fantastic writer uh, and actor. Um, I think that w- that pairing would be would be like fantastic. Um, it just
1: surprised me to hear that he's rumored to do like a series because he's just got so many things going on. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, like if you, I, I don't think you've ever have you ever seen Atlanta? Um, I've His seen some of the episodes, yeah, but I have such not, a not good show, show, which I'm pretty sure. Like, I think what was that? Was the last season season two or three? I don't remember, but uh, season three. I mean,
0: what was the last one season
1: three. Well it's like I'm pretty sure that's still he's still making that. Um and mm-hmm. then obviously he's got music stuff which music also I feel like he said he's not doing music anymore and then he released an album so it's very like you know where yeah, he remember, or maybe I remember I remember he did. might reti- retire the moniker of childish gambino but then he you know released something under the name childish gambino. Um but uh yeah I think it'd be cool to see him in like a show. Uh mm-hmm. I like for my opinion on like i like I, I was very like fine on Solo. i was like it was a fine movie i didn't really have a problem with him playing the character um i just overall thought the movie was like meh like i didn't really care for it but yeah was, uh, like, yeah um but i yeah i think it, like i think i'm like with you where it's like this is a cool I- like this is a this is a cool idea for a show and everything but i don't need it like now like if it came like you know after like Kenobi's done and and Andor is done and we got this. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would definitely like like I said, I'm definitely pumped for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's it's uh you can push it like you know what I mean, like it, it's not a pressing priority for me, yeah. To watch this show. Um, yeah. like to, to me, I would I would much like if you if you give me red pill, blue pill, crimson dawn series, uh yeah, we're the Chronicles. I'm taking the Crimson Dawn and
1: I'm sorry, real quick. What do we know? This is like a little this is like completely off topic. It's on it's on vein of the shows. What is the status of the Casting Andor series? I feel like I've not heard anything um, about it that. It was episode.
0: going no, yeah, it was <laughs> going um it was going into production, and then, oh, and then it was shot because of COVID. COVID? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like, they were ready to roll on that. Um, I, I think-, think that's the most quiet thing I've ever heard. Like, that show,
1: I heard about it, and then I heard nothing about it, I feel like. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I think we talked on this show about, it was either this show, or maybe it was before the show started. Maybe it was on Planet Film, but I think we uh, talked about the story that, um, uh, well, oh, my God. I'm forgetting everybody's name today. Uh Bell organa, uh Jimmy Smith's oh, as well as right, uh right. that was like the last right, news right. Right.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Never mind. Other, I other
0: than that, it was <laughs> quiet. Um, but yeah, yeah, they they were ready to go. Like they were ready to roll literally mm-hmm. on that show. Uh, and then they they had to halt because gotcha. of COVID. Um but uh yeah, so with that, uh, just talking about Disney Plus production, we roll right into our last story uh, today, which is that finally, 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 the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series is reportedly set to start production in March of 2021. So finally, after a few years of um, of we got the scripts, they're great scripts. And then yeah, we I, all the scripts I also felt
1: like it was very contrary or contradictory is that a word? I don't think so. Uh where like they like we, you and McGregor would say, "Oh, we're we're ready to start." And they at Disney they'd be like, "Uh, no, we're not." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you had that uh what was it at the Birds of Prey premiere? He was like, yeah. "No, yeah, the, the scripts are great. Yeah, I mean, we've we've read them. No, there's no there's no trouble at all. There's no trouble." Yeah. A week later, Kathleen Kennedy, "Uh, we're getting a new head writer and we're going to be re- <laughs> uh, a page one rewrite on the series." Yeah. <laughs> but then again if that page 1 rewrite gave us uh Hayden coming back, Darth Maul coming back, Hayden playing Vader, Hayden playing Anakin, you know whatever it gives uh, like uh, clone wars flashbacks, if if that if the rewrites gave us all of that then I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Like if we're waiting yeah. uh if we're waiting for a better product, I'm all good with that. That's totally fine in my book.
1: Um, yeah. um do, do they have like a a date they or like a. I'm assuming it would probably come out in like 2022, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere probably. In that if five. I had to guess,
0: it'd probably be like maybe summer 2022. Yeah, between
1: Mandalorian two. seasons, depending yeah, on long. Exactly. If it's yeah. going
0: into production in March of 2021, maybe yeah. like an August release date, August yeah. or September release date of 2022. Um. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, we don't even know how many episodes it is anymore. Because remember, originally it was going to be six. Eight? Oh, six. Originally oh. It was going to be eight. Then it was six. Then it was okay. like four. And then that's when they did like the the. they were like, no, we're just rewriting the whole thing. And it's like, <laughs> OK, I don't whatever. Yeah. Um, So a little bit more information on that series would be uh, stellar. That would be really great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's some good news to uh, end off there. That finally we do have a a loose but a start date nonetheless uh, on on Kenobi finally getting cameras rolling and uh, getting into full swing production. Uh, there was a picture of you that came out where he was a uh, barbecue grilling with the nice yeah. <laughs> Obi Wan beard coming back in. So I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that'll do it for the news segment here today. Uh, and now, all the- right, and one of the Fastly becoming uh, one of the favorite segments on the show here is the weekly TJ test where we put TJ's knowledge of Star Wars to the test. Uh, Last week, if you – it's all (laughs) up there somewhere. He's just got to find it. Um, Uh. (laughs) um, So last week, you go back and we put him uh, to the test for Empire's 40th anniversary Um, We gave him six questions from the Empire Strikes Back, uh, and these are going to be trivia questions um, that if if he needs it, he can go to multiple choice if he needs it. Um, I'll just come up with a multiple choice on the spot. Um, But this week, we are going to be putting his mind to the test of the film. Any guesses? Revenge of the something. Revenge of the Sith. That's the one. Revenge of the Sith. All right. So question number one. Are you ready? Yeah. Who composed the film score for Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith? John Williams. Give me a harder question. That's right. <laughs> All right. So he's one for one. He's one for one. And I will tell you, jokes aside, uh, these are much harder than last week because you okay. did last week. Um, not much harder, but some of them are much harder. I killed it last week. Yeah, he got he six, <laughs> six last week, so it was a performance to behold. I would go back and watch that. Uh, let's see how he does this week. Question, real question number one. Okay. After Order 66 is executed, most Jedi across the galaxy are killed. Obi-Wan is like a DBQ question. Obi-Wan and Yoda, however, survive. They meet with one another and set out to Coruscant. What is their goal? Returning to Coruscant. Um <laughs> or I should say why do they return to Coruscant?
1: To go to the Jedi Temple.
0: And do what at the Jedi Temple. And
1: I don't know if this is their goal. It's not. I wanna say they wanna try and save the Younglings. Cause I the thing the other thing I'm thinking of I don't think is their goal. What would that be? The other thing I was thinking of was look at the security footage, but isn't Obi-Wan like,
0: oh wait a second, let me check this. You're so close. You're so close. I'll give you I'll give you i I'll give you another chance here. What's can the I do other can I go thing? can I
1: go multiple choice?
0: Yes, you can. Okay.
1: okay.
0: <laughs> so is it A to save the younglings? B to look at security hologram or holocron footage of Anakin killing younglings. C deactivate the Jedi Temple distress call. D kill the remaining clones. C. You're going with C. Deactivate the Jedi Temple distress call. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boom. He got it. Oh, look that, was close, that, close. Was, that was a sweater. That was a sweater. That was close. Yeah. All don't, right.
1: Don't. Okay. The next ones. Don't be like. Are you sure? Like. Don't do that. Okay.
0: Like. Don't help you or don't. Yeah. You don't, help me. you don't, help okay. don't help me. Okay. Okay. During the rescue attempt to save Chancellor Palpatine, mm-hmm. what is Obi Wan's response to Palpatine's claim that Dooku is a Sith Lord and they are too and he is too powerful for them? What is Obi Wan's line in response? Yeah.
1: Is it like? Is it like not for the two of us? But like, I also don't believe that because of the second movie. So I feel like it like contradicts
0: himself. I'm gonna go with Erno. Yeah, give me multiple choice. Give me multiple okay. choice. <laughs> is it a not for the two of us? B no, I'm just kidding. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with that. Uh, is it a? I have this handled B don't worry. We have this handled C Sith Lords are our speciality D hop off me Palp. C you're going with C yes <laughs> that is unfortunately correct. Yeah that's right. Good job. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not I, I can't remember like specific lines like well there uh there's another uh, finished line coming up um what senator was always sympathetic towards the jedi even after order 66
1: uh bail organa
0: that is correct <laughs> that is correct all right he's he's 3 for 3 here okay this one might trip you up so think about it How many Dark Lords of the Sith appear in the film Revenge of the Sith? And I'm going to need you to name them.
1: Dark Lords of the Sith appear... Um, Palpatine? And Dooku. And that's it.
0: So you're going with two, and you're saying sheep, palpatine, and count Dooku. Yes. Is that your absolute final answer? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You said it was a oh, trick question. Incorrect. You said it was a trick question. No, I said it was a tricky question. Tricky. I it what? was a trick question. Oh, I said it's just a difficult. Well, one. Who was it? Darth Vader. No,
1: I know. I, but I thought like, cause he, isn't he technically not, like, not to that level yet. Is that like no, a thing? He's in the
0: suit at the end. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Well, I just assumed like.
0: Well, in the know. film, yeah. How many appear in the film? See, mm. the it's like double tricky though. Like, I thought you're
1: going to be like, well, it's not Dooku because he's like still like. Is like. Oh no, yeah, I mean, no. he's just, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, All right.
0: Well. Yeah, but okay. the, I actually didn't think that was going to trip you up. I thought what would have tripped you up is I thought you might have said four and and said three. Oh, I, he didn't, I forgot he was even in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so he's missed one. That's oh the first one he's missed so far. Let's see if we'll get this one. And it is a finish the line. Oh, great. Okay. So while escaping Grievous's crashing ship, mm-hmm. Anakin says to Palpatine about Obi-Wan that the quote is his fate will be blank. Mine. multiple choice yeah <laughs> okay a his fate will be worse than death b his fate will be determined by the force c his fate will be our own or d his fate will be decided i want to go with b B, his fate will be determined by the Force? Yes. Incorrect. Uh, What was it? C, his fate will be our own. Because he says he's too... uh, Palpatine's like, leave him. We don't have time. And Anakin goes, his fate will be our own. Mm. Uh, Meaning they're not going to leave him behind, man. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, after that, I mean, he's still, uh, well, what is it? It's a passing grade, right? Three out of five? Oh, is it three out of five? Oh, you know what? We'll give him We'll give him four out of six. We'll count the John Williams question. Okay. Four out of six. <laughs> Fantastic. That's still more than passing. Um, yeah. I've seen Empire
1: way more than I've seen freaking. I mean, Empire wasn't. Those questions weren't that difficult, but I've definitely seen Revenge of the Sith the least amount of like, times. I
0: think. Yeah. Um. All right. <coughs> so. That'll do it for this half of the show. We will be right back in just one moment. Two. All right, and welcome back. Uh, So let's go ahead and just roll right into it here. Um, We are going to be giving our full season one thoughts after we review both episodes, so the reviews are going to be a little bit shorter because we're going to kind of look back at the uh, series as a whole so far. Um, so without further ado, let's kick it off with episode seven, the reckoning TJ, what was the episode about?
1: Um, basically the episode is man, Mandal- the Mandalorian going to uh, people you've seen like throughout the previous episodes and kind of gathering the, them up as a team, um, which I don't know if we're going to say like, we're not going to talk about the whole episode, like in order of events happening, but he gets a call from Carl Weathers like, "Hey, you know, I, you know, you shot me. I'm alive." But right. you're surprised, which I wrote down real quick. Uh, <clears throat> is he? Because is he surprised? Because don't we discussed during that episode? I think it was like three or four where it was like maybe he shot him there because he knew that he was going to be protected.
0: We will talk about uh, that grief carga call in the in the main part. So we will circle back to that because okay. I do have um, nothing to talk about there. So uh, he's like, hey Mandalorian, like, you know,
1: uh um Werner character, he's taken over, man. Ever since you stole the stole the child from him, he's got stormtroopers up and down, you know. Uh I actually no, he says he has the imperial uh forces are more have have put on more pressure, but uh it's not like that bad, but you know we both want it. We, we both want him out of here. So you come bring the child as bait and we'll, you know, we'll get him. So basically the, the episode that Mandalorian going and recruiting, uh, Cara Dune. And then, um, what, Nick, what's the, what's the, uh, not, like, what's his name? Uh, quill. I wrote it down. Quill, quill. quill. or quill. quill, or, and, quill or, and then, you know, we see IG 11, um, And, uh, yeah,
0: I, I forgot how it ends. How does the episode end? (laughs) Um, it.
1: (laughs) They get there.
0: Yeah, they're, uh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're uh, sorry. Because these episodes are so very, like, part one and part two. Because, like, they literally just take place a minute, like, a second apart. Um, It's, uh ends with them being, uh, hold down or, uh, like hold up in the, uh, grief cargo's like bar, mm-hmm. um, uh, with Moff Gideon outside. And then the reveal that unfortunately, uh, full spoilers for the episode, uh, and for the whole season, uh, ahead, um, it's revealed that unfortunately, Queel has been, uh, killed, extinguished by the empire. R.I.P. R.I.P. All right, so uh, that's basically a rundown of basically what happens in the episode. Um, let's go ahead and just jump right in with uh, some of the stuff we liked. Then we're just going to go for some of the stuff that maybe we didn't like, if there's any. Um, so I'll just jump in just based on um, hopping off what you said, um, the grief cargo call. I actually um, think that 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 call um, was a little uh, staged, Was a, was a little over the top Cause he's like, he goes, um, he's like, uh, if you're listening to this, then you are not dead. And <laughs> as you can see, I am not dead either. Like I think because uh, another part that we should talk about is the grief carga luring him back to Navarro was a trap. By um, oh, trap by. So you make it sound
1: like he's like got the gun at his back. He's like. Yes, I, hear me? I don't know if he
0: had a gun to his back, but I think yeah. he was a little bit off. Like he was a little yeah, I not himself is. in that phone yeah. call um, to kind of clue Mando in, just that something fishy's going on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Cause like because like grief car. Like the only other thing that he m- says is like in this episode. Um, there's like this scene where they're all at a campfire and and. uh he gets clawed up because they get attacked by all these uh, wild animals yeah. and he gets caught up and and he goes like, he's like, so this is how it happens. Like he's like a little, <laughs> got a little there for like the dramatics. um. But, but that's just my like head cannon, is that I think that call was yeah. a little like, I could see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you said, like kind of gun to his back. Cause, cause you see, it's, I mean, We've already said full spoilers, but in the episode, one of the parts we didn't talk about is after that uh, campfire and when Baby Yoda heals him, um, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, uh, the, the two other people that Grief Karga is with, like, turn to then just, like, kill Mando and Cara Dune and all of them. Uh, but then Grief carga kills them and is like, listen, this whole yeah. thing was a setup just to get you and the child um, so like, so I think maybe it was a little bit of uh gun to his head, yeah. you know, like say this. Um, but yeah, in terms of other stuff that I liked, uh, on the episode, I would say definitely, uh, the action in this episode, as well as the, um, sequence with, uh, Queel talking about retraining IG-11. Um, I think that's a, that's a really good one. It's like a, a training montage of him retraining where he like is trying to pour the tea, but he breaks mm-hmm. the glass and like all that. stuff. he drops the box on yeah. the little lizard. I, wrote,
1: I go, Can we get a, can I just get a loop of Taika Waititi saying, uh, uh, would anyone care for some tea? I don't know why. I was just like, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, everything that like, I thought this is a very good episode. I think this is probably like, uh, Like we were kind of like roughly ranking them as we were going through them, I think that this episode is probably like on the higher tier. Um, Or actually, no, I'm sorry, it's mid. It's mid tier. I want to say. Like you said, we'll get into it. There's like this one part where um, that kind of kind of it doesn't like spoil the entire episode for me. It uh, and it doesn't make me hate the episode or anything, but it's one part where I was kind of like. And especially when we were first watching the episode and the timing of it I was like like really? Um, but uh, like one of the funniest parts in the episode is it's the, the beginning when they're piloting the ship and and uh, Cara Dune is talking to Mando and they're down like where all the guns and stuff are and um, you see Baby Yoda poke his head like down there and he he goes up and then all of a sudden the whole ship starts shaking. And i yeah. like, what is going on? And you go up there and baby Yoda's like piloting the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. Um but uh yeah, what else did I write? I, I kind of stopped like writing notes. Um uh but overall, like I thought the episode was really good. Um <laughs> there's another part where where we said about the healing thing and <laughs> he's when he's healing Carl Weathers and Carl Weathers is like, he's trying to eat me. And I just yeah. thought that was really funny too. Uh, but like you said, like the, the stuff with, um, Queel and, and his like kind of him and Cara Dune going back and forth about how she was a shock trooper. And he's like, well, I, he was, he worked for the empire and, mm-hmm. She's like, well, how do you, how do I know that you're not gonna, you know, double cross us and stuff like that? And he's like, well, I, I, not. He's he's basically saying he's not very proud of that he was imperial and that he, you know, had to work his way out, and, Mm -hmm. um, and how you know he's upgraded the IG unit and stuff like that. Um, and then another thing I looked, I I love the Death Troopers. They look so cool. Oh yeah, and we'll get into it and in, i mean it's not like a big thing or anything but like when they're the death troopers are like storming cara dune in episode eight how they're like their voice like uh their are calm it's, i yeah, think it's, it's so cool yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i just love the fact of your you have this show that like i mean and in the mandalorian documentary um and all that like uh Favreau and Felonia both talked about this that they really view the Mandalorian as like, um, I think it was John Favreau, like the direct quote was even like, it's like your big brother took all the best Star Wars toys, and he's like, Yeah, you can have uh, my extra Boba Fett. Or, or he says, like, uh, you can have all these side characters, the Jawas and Ugnot. Um, and then he's like, uh, but but somehow you grabbed a hold of, of Boba Fett, like you got the Boba yeah. Fett figure. So he's like it's like you're making this story with like the all the odds and ends uh, mm-hmm. like uh characters and figures and stuff that you had and so it's just it, it no, I, to me like nothing speaks to that more than pulling the death troopers back from like all the way from rogue 1 because mm-hmm. it's like now you're in a place that's after return of the jedi but you're seeing something that was implement was uh, first introduced in Rogue 1 Yeah, wh- which is like it, I just think that's so cool and then also yeah. you get like the cool mention that um uh that uh, he Din Jaren uh Mandalorian who we also get the reveal in this that that's his name um oh right the uh right. what am i trying to say when when he says that Moff Gideon w- used to be an ISB agent which is what you know Callus and a couple other mm-hmm. uh characters in Star Wars Rebels were uh, I just think that's like so cool that like just the way that you the way that they deliver information in this episode yeah. is really really seamless. Yeah, and good. I John he
1: is so good good at everything he does. Who? Like John Carl Esposito is. Oh just, yeah, yeah. Like, he like gets out of the ship and like he's like it's same thing in like Breaking Bad and stuff like that and Better Call Saul where he like <laughs> he can smile one second and then immediately just like like total frown like. And it's like, oh, yeah. you know, this guy is bad. Like bad. Yeah. News. Um, but what he's like listing off is like, I know who you are and you are and you are. And, you know, I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> I'm going to get my get the thing I came here for. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I also I love just, um, if you oh, were. Yeah.
1: Sorry. If he. Well, I, I guess nah, never mind. We'll get into it in episode eight. Never mind. Yeah. It's kind of like a spoiler for episode eight. but
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think honestly, I, I mean, um, for me, like the last thing that I'll say about episode seven is mm-hmm. um another thing that I love just talking about uh Giancarlo Esposito in that role is um when he's talking to uh um Grief Carga. And you're talking when you were just talking about how his name and all of them and he's like He's like grief carga, uh, disgraced uh, magistrate or some, you know what I mean? Like some, it's like whatever this yeah. guy's life was before. Um, and grief carga <laughs> is the only one that bites. And he goes like, "Can we trust you?" And John yeah. Carlo Esposito just goes, no, "No, my interests, my interests are are my own." He was like, "I would gladly kill you, but right now, uh, he's he was like, my plan aligns yeah. with your benefit, and it's oh just like the weight, and so obviously." Funny. Obviously, it's partly the dialogue, but just the way yeah. that Giancarlo Esposito delivers oh. the dialogue is so <laughs> when he just goes, like, uh, where he goes, like, my goal aligns with your benefit. It's, like, just the way that he, like, says yeah. that crap is so, or when he's talking about the the gun, um, the, the E-Web cannon, and he's, yeah. like, he's, like, uh, or Cara Dune uh, Shock Trooper could tell you that she's seen many of her friends <laughs> mowed down by this model's predecessor. And it's just like the most, like, I, I can't, I can't even describe it. It's just, I just oh, yeah. love, instantly love the character of Moff Gideon, only doubly love him because of the performance of Giancarlo Esposito. Like, it's just, he's just like the weirdest, like quirky guy. It's yeah. like all the Imperials, you know, like Krennic, all of them, that are just like these weaselly, weird yeah. like tech guys that have gotten a hold of this power and they just like don't want to to lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. um do you what want to we... like what or yeah? I mean, yeah, If there was anything I,
0: that we didn't like,
1: yeah, everything I've basically said that I I everything I've said so far is what I've liked. So basically, getting into what the the biggest, and it's probably it's not even I don't even want to say it's probably not like John Favre, John Favreau's fault or anybody's. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but like basically, what I'm referring to is like they're. On the walk back to the town, they stop and and build a camp. And these like I don't even know what they are, like pterodactyl type like things come out of nowhere. They're
0: like lava birds.
1: Yeah, and they come out of nowhere and they start you know they start terrorizing their camp and they run off with uh, what are those things called? The things they're riding. Um, Oh, uh, the blurg. Yeah, yeah, the blurb. They run. They fly off with one of those, and they fly off with one of uh, Grief Karga's men that he came with, mm-hmm. and Grief Karga gets like slashed, and uh, that's what Sean was, what you were referring to, is when he was like, "So this is how it ends," and uh, and uh, Cara Dune is trying to heal him, and she's like, "Oh, the the poison is spreading too fast," and then you have baby Baby Yoda waddle over there, and you know Carl Weather's is like oh my god he's going to eat me and then he all baby Yoda does is he puts his hand on Carl Weather's wound and it heals it fast forward to this came out when when did this episode come out a day or two before december
0: hold up um december Better question, when did Rise of Skywalker come out? December the, 19th, wasn't it? Yeah, so this came out Tuesday, December 17th.
1: Okay, so fast forward to December 19th of Rise of Skywalker when they <laughs> a they day later. In they get caught in the quicksand, and uh Ray, you know, that big snake is down there in that pit or that that cave, and mm-hmm. Ray walks up to it and heals it. This pissed me off so much. Because, one, like I said, this has never been uh, a thing. Correct? Has this no. ever been established before that Jedi can like, or whoever, whoever has the Force, can like heal somebody like that? No. So when I saw Rise of Skywalker, this like I was thinking in my mind today. I was like, if somebody went up to John Favreau and go, John listen, can you just throw this and set this up thing here? Because in the movie, JJ wrote that Ray heals this thing, but we've never set that up before. So can you go in your Mandalorian episode in episode seven and set up that people with the force can possibly heal people? And to, for I obviously this is all, you know, I'm just assuming maybe that that's what happened or something. Um, because there's no way. Because that's the whole reason they released the episodes. So the episode and the movie so close together. Because the episode was never supposed to come out that close to the Rise of Skywalker. If it was mm-hmm. following its regular schedule, it would have came out. When did they come out? Thursday nights? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, obviously, they don't want Rise of Skywalker Mandalorian coming out on the same day. But it also doesn't help that, you know, something that happens in the episode right before the movie is something that they've never set up before except for in this one episode so that's a like i don't like i don't hate this episode or anything i think the episode's very good that this is the one thing that bothers me so much about it is that they set it up in this episode it seems like to specifically make sure that the movie made sense
0: yeah yeah i you're not wrong (laughs) <laughs> and
1: it just it just pisses me off so much to think that somebody went up to John Favreau and was like, "Hey, like you're writing great, but like stick this in here so we can make this movie seem like it makes sense." Mm-hmm. And it's still, the movie, like, I mean, again, <laughs> we're not gonna get into it. But as we said before, again, the movie even without that, you're with it doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you?
0: <laughs> um, I would I would say yeah. The the only thing really that I like think about, um, that like. I didn't like about the episode was just, I I even, I even don't mind the scene by itself, Um, but it's like knowing the context of why it's in there, just kind of harshes it. You know what I mean? It like harshes the mellow, Um, especially with what you said, like um, thinking that it's one of those things where also it's like John Favreau and Dave Filoni were in such a groove writing the show. And -hmm. then they were like, actually, actually just, just put this in real quick. And it's like, but that doesn't really, because it's something, too. It's not like Grief carga. ever since we've met him, there was this, like, uh, oh, I'm slowly dying because I have, like, a, a thing that, you know, is, uh, like, a poison in my bloodstream that's going to kill me eventually. So I'm just living it up while I got it. And then they were like, hey, why don't you have them, like, why don't you have him do this cool healing thing to, like, solve that? And that's what convinces him. No, it's, like, the entire scene is just set up to do that the only reason they get attacked at the encampment is so grief cargo can get a cut and the only reason he gets a cut is so that baby yoda can can heal him him. you know know what i mean like it it would be one thing if if grief cargo like had this ailment that we knew about and they were like this is gonna work perfectly put this in yeah they were like they were like let's give him an injury so that you can heal him like
1: it just annoys it's me so dumb. I even like that. It just annoys me that they would put that in there just to benefit the movie. Because I'm assuming the movie was written before the show, right?
0: Yeah, probably, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, even with all the the Trevaro JJ Abrams uh, drama, yeah. like Mandalorian was probably like episode 7 of Mandalorian was probably written in like 2018. Yeah. So and the movie was definitely written before yeah. that.
1: It just, it just, it was so, I remember watching it in theater. It was so, I was like, I just watched this two days ago. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, have we ever, ever, have they ever said, granted, I'm not the biggest, I'm not like, you know way more about like the lore and everything that I do. But I was like, has this ever come up ever where people that can use the force can like heal wounds and stuff like that? But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's the only thing in this episode that soured me on the episode. Uh, everything else I thought was great. Um, yeah, I think it ranks like mid, mid tier, maybe a little higher. Um, so probably like how many episodes? So probably like one through eight. Uh,
0: maybe like four or five. I want to say. Yeah, like I'd put this in the middle with like episode uh, with like episode one. Or yeah. and like and, or I'm sorry with like episode two mm-hmm. and like episode four. Like I'd put this in with like the villager one and the like Jawa mudhorn one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like where it's just kind of the middle of the road. Um, not middle. I would say it's the it's the higher of those yeah. three, but it's like it, it it's not um as great as like a episode three or yeah. an episode uh eight. Let's talk about episode 8. Uh, All right, so episode 8 uh so that's going to complete our review of episode 7, The Reckoning. Let's go on with episode 8, Redemption. Uh so what's that episode about? Give us the rundown on that, TJ. Uh
1: basically uh we leave off or I guess we start uh well basically we leave off episode 7 where they're pinned down in this cantina by Moff Gideon. Um so uh basically it's the episode is them fighting their way out. Uh You know, the, as you said, um, Queel is dead. Uh, And um, the IG unit actually comes to save the day on two occasions almost. Uh, And it ends. I mean, we'll get to how it ends, but basically it's just them fighting their way out of the current situation. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought I wrote uh, how this episode starts, I think is great. I don't know about you, with uh, the the stormtrooper banter between Jason Sudeikis and uh, Adam Pally, mm-hmm. uh, they them their comedic like working off each other, I thought was really funny. Like, I think I think Jason Sudeikis is the one who has him in the in the pack. Am I correct? Yeah, he's the one that's okay. punching him. Well, he he punches him like a few times, but the other guy punches him like once or twice.
0: Yeah, I believe.
1: Um, but like when Jason Sudeikis they're talking and he's like, "Yeah, uh, Moff just killed like five or six of his own guys," and just to prove a point. Just to prove a point, point. and Adam's pallies says something, and Jason Sudeikis the stormtrooper is like, "Did you not hear what I just said?" <laughs> he's <laughs> like, "Did you do you get the point?" He's like, "Yeah," and then he's like, "I get the point." He's like, "Good." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like the. I think the banter between them is really funny. And then they there's something on the ground and they're like trying to shoot it and they just can't hit it because <laughs> they just. Yeah, I love
0: then so Jason bad. Sudeikis, he like picks up the the gun and he goes, like, see <laughs> if it's like malfunctioning <laughs> or something. Um, But
1: and then like, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of going through the episode, but, you know, the IG unit comes and scoops him up and, you know, he just goes, oh, my God, he, he just goes on a tear. Mm -hmm. i that's what i loved about loved about that he saves baby yoda from the two uh the two bike scout troopers that's i guess that's what they're labeled as uh and you know he rides into town just shooting everybody doing the whole spin move and everything and takes out like a lot of troopers and he kind of gives them uh away mando and cara dune and um Oh my god, I'm so bad with names. Grief Karga gives them Mm -hmm. like a way out to like kind of get up and you know try to shoot their way out. Um, What else did I like? Hmm. What else did I like? Uh, I liked him sacrificing himself. Obviously, Um, IG Eleven kind of just like you know he's like, well, I can't be captured, Um, and he you know they're they're rowing down this lava river, and there's stormtroopers waiting for them out at the end. And Ig Eleven walks out and just like blows himself up basically, and um, saves the day. Um, what what were some things you liked? I, I could probably list like another two or three, but
0: I I would say yeah. I was just looking at the notes that I had. I yeah. would say um, hang on, yeah, that um, what you said. I think the I think the best part of the entire episode is the. IG-11 sacrificing himself. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically, like like you said, they're going down this lava river and there's all these stormtroopers. And IG-11 walks out, does the self-destruct, and basically clears out the path so that they can escape with the child. Um, Another great part, um, or I think two more great parts uh, that I would say for this episode, um, like standouts, would be uh, the entire sequence with the armorer. They go back underground once they finally escape. Well, let's go in order. Um, So first, um, after IG-11 comes out and kind of clears a path, they go outside um, because they're like, oh, man, we might be able to escape and take them out. But they take out almost all of the stormtroopers, but uh, almost all of the death troopers and Moff Gideon are still there. Um, and that's enough to send them back because Mando's about to shoot and take out Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon's about to shoot and take out him, but then Gideon lowers his gun, blows up a generator or something, causes big explosion, and yeah. um, knocks Mando out uh, like cold. Um, and so then they have to retreat. They pull him back in, and that's when you have the great scene where Mando's—he's dying. Like he is—he is. He is not gonna make it uh at yeah. all. Um, and they lay him down on this uh thing. He tells him to get out of here. Uh then the the um inferno trooper comes and uh burns up the place. You have the great moment with Baby Yoda when he holds the fire back. Uh yeah, and then yeah. blows up the guy. Uh cause I feel like those troopers container. are always
1: like useless. <laughs> I feel like they yeah, try the flame troopers. Just, they just die.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> And then, so it's left now. IG Eleven stays behind because he's now a nursing droid. Stays behind to try and help him. You have the great reveal where then finally the Mandalorian takes off his helmet for the first time all season. And I just think that scene is fantastic, um, where you know it's kind it's kind of telegraphed like you can kind of tell what's going to happen, but just the the execution of it proves that even a, 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 a cliched telegraph type scene like that um is easy to spot and stuff like that but if you have the right execution it can really pack a punch which i think this definitely did the whole like uh he he says no living person i I, no living person has seen me without my mask on since i was a kid and then ig11 just goes i am no living person (laughs) <laughs> and then he just takes off the helmet yeah. and you just see, cause uh, the Mandalorian like pulls a gun on him when he tries to take the helmet and you just see his gun go down. And it's just like, it's a great moment of this guy who all season since the very first scene, you've been introduced to the fact that this guy can't stand droids. Like he can't do any, he can't um, like deal with them. He hates he, them. He shot IG-11 in the head. <laughs> um, I mean, and you and- see, you see why like in
1: the, In the episode, with what it's like the flashback, I mean, you well, you see, really,
0: why in the next scene because you haven't seen that yet until this next, right? Right, yeah. Um, which is my other uh point is once so he takes it off and then he does like a back to spray to help um heal his brain basically. And he's like, if he puts the back to spray on him, but it's still going to take some time, just like you know, how Luke just how back to works in all of Star Wars, where Mm -hmm. it'll heal anything, but it takes time. Um, So they go down uh, below with them to regroup with the group, and they come across the armorer, and this is where we get the full flashback now. Um, Like we've talked about in the reviews before, we've had those moments where every time she hits the hammer, when she's making the armor or something, he has these flashbacks to his life during the Clone Wars, um, and particularly this one memory of him and his parents running from the battle droids. Um... And then this episode, we get the full flashback where we get like a full two minute flashback scene um, where you realize that it all clicks basically at once for your, for the audience and anybody watching yeah. and everything is that um, his parents put him into this like little like a uh, shelter shed thing and, like in the it's halfway in like, the ground. It's kind of like um like a storm cellar or something cost, exactly yeah yeah yeah, uh, like, and, yeah. um. What's her name? Like Dorothy, Dorothy's house. Um, so they, they close up the double doors on him and then he hears like gunshots. And then like a minute later, a battle droid opens it up. And that's clearly, that's the moment that you realize, okay, this is why this guy hates droids because his parents close the thing on him. He hears two gunshots, uh, and then a droid comes and points a gun at him. Uh, so that, that would be a reason enough for anybody to hate droids. I think. Yeah. Um, And then you get the double whammy in that flashback scene of now realizing when he got picked up by the Mandalorians because then you see for the first time in live action, you see that members of Death Watch have come to his planet and they're mowing down the droids. (laughs) And uh, somebody from Clan Vizsla presumably scoops him up and uh, flies off with him to go uh, live with the Mandalorians and become a foundling. I just think those two scenes are, are, are definitely the two standouts besides IG 11 um, doing that. And then we'll talk about the very last shot that, by, yeah. <laughs> itse- yeah, by itself. But um, cause that I consider more of the best shot of the entire show, mm-hmm. but in terms of like a scene, it's, it's not one of the best scenes. Um, but yeah, that would be, that would be it for my highlights. What are um, some more of your highlights or some negatives you have? Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about the final shot at the end. Um,
1: I think them on the boat is really funny. I don't know why I find the that droid that's like throwing the boat like pretty cool. Yeah, the
0: like the like modded out astromech where they yeah. gave him arms and legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I like when uh, what's do we have? What's the character's name? The 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 Mandalorian who like you know makes all the armor and stuff. Just the armor. Yeah, armor. Like it's just when armor. She, yeah, stormtroopers. When she's just sitting there and the stormtroopers come in and like where'd they go? And they ask her about like three times, and she just like goes off. Yeah. And like some of it's really brutal. Like she'll like take, mm-hmm. she's got like some, she throws
0: belt. one of them into the incinerator. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> like,
1: but she like bashes the one's like helmet, and you see like pieces of it like fly off. And yeah. Stuff you like
0: really see like the, um, what is it called in Star Wars? Like the blast, bl- pla- plasto, whatever, yeah, whatever but, the Star know, Wars like, term is it.
1: That thing, right? Is that what we're talking huh? about? Wait, what, what are you talking about?
0: I just mean the actual material that the, oh, the armor is oh, made yeah. out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you cannot always kind of tell that it's it's not really the most. It looks protective. flimsy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's no clone armor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is not Camino, like steel or whatever the hell that mm-hmm. was. Like this is like uh, a hard like plastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? That these things are, and you see that when she does the hammer at one of them, and it's basically the equivalent of if he wasn't wearing the helmet, his just ripping jaw. his jaw off <laughs> because you see, and it's like a split second, but you just see the hammer go by, and then this entire part of the helmet just snaps off, and he just falls right to the ground. You know, and it's- I wonder, like, are we gonna see her again? Do you think? I think so. I, I think um, le- let's talk about let's talk about the final shot, and then let's hop back into. Okay. I didn't really have oh, anything. Like,
1: I think this was. Yeah. A very Like, I don't think there was anything really wrong with the episode.
0: Yeah, I think this is again. I think this is top three. Probably my second yeah. favorite episode of the season. That, yeah. Um, I, I didn't really have any issues with it at all. Um, uh, but let's talk about the final scene. Uh, Mando and Moff Gideon face off. You know, Mando puts the bombs on uh, Moff Gideon's tie, and Moff Gideon crashes. Show pretty much ends. Mando takes off. Everybody walks off into the sunset. Camera pans over to the wreckage. Jawas are going through it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see something go, zh- and you hear that familiar noise of a lightsaber, but you're like, that doesn't look like a lightsaber. Or I yeah. should say TJ said, that doesn't look like a lightsaber. <laughs> um, and then you realize, for those who don't know, who haven't watched Clone Wars and Rebels, that somehow, someway, Moff Gideon... Uh, got the dark saber from Sabine, uh, who is one of the main characters of rebels who has the dark saber, um, at the end, uh, or, or, sorry, she gives it to Bo-Katan. So actually he he somehow takes it from Bo-Katan, um, which is what leads us into our final, uh, discussion here, which is our season one final thoughts and looking forward to the future, which we've done a ton of, but, um, What were some of your thoughts on? Let's just say the rewatch of this final shot, because obviously what I was alluding to was that the first time TJ ha- saw this, he didn't. Yeah, he had Rebels. not watched Clone Wars or Rebels. Um So now, with the full context of both of those shows, what was your reaction to this shot?
1: Yeah, I think it just got me thinking more. Like, what? So what? What happened? Like, how did he get it? Because yeah. have they confirmed? There has there been anything about like Bo Katan being in this show at all or no?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie Sackoff okay. has reportedly
1: been Because right. okay.
0: yeah.
1: I was like, because we were like, well, because in my head I was like, well, she's she's not dead, right? Because I was like, didn't they say that she's going to be in it? Um, so I think it'll just be. I'm interested to see. I hope they show. I mean, they kind of have to. I feel like how he got it,
0: right? Oh, <laughs> uh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I would love to see next season like a a flashback. Like yeah. to that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I didn't even think about that. I don't know why that didn't cross my mind. <laughs> like, I just was like, oh yeah, she's gonna come back and be like, uh, that's mine. I want it back. But <laughs> we might get a flashback. That would be really yeah. cool if we get a flashback um, to like after Rebels. Yeah, but
1: like w- like I was alluding to earlier, thank God they kind of like think they they don't really they don't do a very good job of making you think that he's dead because. You know, after his thing flies into the after the wing blows up and he just flies down and, you know, crash lands, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like Kumbaya after that, almost where everybody's like, yeah, I'll see you later. Like, oh, we, oh, got, oh, we got we oh. got off
0: too easy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so thank God they didn't like ki- I mean, I imagine they never would, but thank God they just didn't kill him because mm-hmm. I mean, from lo- what little we've seen of him so far, I think he's just like a great villain. And of course, like we said, John Carl Esposito, I feel like it's great at anything. Um, but I'm interested to see like where this goes, like with the new characters and uh, what his like, what were his plans with the with the shot? Yeah. That's why I want it, to know.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think just speaking on where I like, I want to see it go. I think same thing. I want to see. I want to see what happened. I want to see flashbacks to the um I don't know what they're calling what the official name is. not the Siege of Mandalore because that already happened but the the um the takeover the the extermination of Mandalore by the Empire whatever yeah. you know um or they I think they called it uh the purge of Mandalore purge, yeah, yeah. yeah um so I would love to see a flashback to that presumably Moff Gideon was running the purge or maybe he wasn't running it, but he's the only one that survived. Um, maybe that would be even cooler for his character even too, is like, maybe he was like 10th or 11th in command that day, but he was the one that survived and got his hands on the dark saber. And that's how he's been building up this Mm -hmm. following this whole time. Um, because like Mando says, he was like, he was like, he was just an ISB agent, uh, like before. Um, so maybe that's like how he rose through the ranks was that, that um,
1: the purge maybe of Mandalore
0: the Thrawn connection. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Maybe, maybe Moff Gideon has been looking for Thrawn. Yeah. Or something like that. It could be, it. I don't know. That'd, I don't know. It'd just be awesome. What do you have any, any final um, thoughts on the season or uh, any final thoughts on what you're um, looking forward to? No, yeah, I mean, final thoughts is basically what I said on the on what I'm looking forward to. I thought
1: the season was very good. I think it was nice to get some concrete, good Star Wars storytelling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, even if it's you know I, we were very used to. Obviously, this is the first this is the first live action show, right? They've ever done, yeah. uh, and it was kind of a nice. I feel like it was a nice refresher, you know. Mm Because I feel like the last trilogy left a very sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, So, yeah, I I was very surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I figured it would be good, but I just didn't know how good it would be. And, yeah, I thought I was surprised, and I'm looking forward to the next season, which is October, November? Yeah, October. October? Yeah, pretty soon. Um, Very soon. Yeah, geez. Um, And I'm just interested to see where they go with this character.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I echo basically everything that he said. I think the season, if I were to say the season as a whole, I think watching it the first time when it was coming out live every week, it was one of those shows that really was like, I think a lot of people had that feeling of like, all right, what are we doing here? How is all this coming together? Yeah. And then I think really this is a show that really benefits from a rewatch. Once you know everything is going to come together, you can really just put that aspect of it aside and appreciate each episode for what it is. Um, I, I think it's just a stellar, stellar Star Wars show. I think it, it's it's right up there with the other shows um, in terms of quality. Um, like there's, there's definitely times where it shines, you know, better than rebels times where it, um, you know, it's almost on the same level as some of the, the highest heights of clone war. So, mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot for, for the first season of a show when you're up against two other shows that were on for five years. And then I don't know what you want to call clone war seven seasons over yeah. 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's really great. Uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic overall. So, uh, do you have anything else uh, you wanted to bring up this week or any other uh, things you want to discuss? No, that's about it. All right. Well, like we said, uh, you know that is the Mando review done. Um, like I, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, um, we're, I'm going to work on what, what we're doing, uh, what the game plan is for uh, Planet Council next week. Um, the week after that and going forward, obviously, it'll be fine. It's just next week because he's got the move going. Um, he just won't be available. So I'm going to reach out to a couple people, see if, um, you know, I can get somebody concretely locked down to maybe co-host, um, for a week. Uh, you know, we might just make it a fun kind of, um, talking about if, if I do get a co-host, maybe the whole episode next week will just be a shorter episode, just talking about like their relationship to star Wars and what they, what their favorites are and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that might be a fun, uh, easy show to do next week. Um. But, yeah, we'll keep you posted uh, and stuff like that. Like I said, I'm going to try, try, try to get an episode out. Um, It just depends on if I can find somebody uh, in time. Um, But with that, you know, again, my name is uh, Sean Monk. And I'm TJ Cornwell. Remember, the Force will be with you always.